Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another breakdown. Tonight we're going to be covering the Bad Batch episode 6. And this was a really fun episode, I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. We finally get a conclusion, or at least, you know, a bit of a story continuation to where Gunji the Jedi has been. And if you don't know who he is or don't remember, he was in the Clone Wars, he was a youngling, and he went with Jedi Master Yoda on a mission to Ilum to find his kyber crystal. Now it seems after Order 66 that he has survived all on his own, which is great. The Bad Batch head out to an outpost to sell something to droids, and it would seem good old Omega once again wanders off to a place where she doesn't belong, and in turn wraps the Bad Batch into an adventure that they didn't sign up for, but one that they enjoyed, and well, so did we watching it. She ends up seeing Gunji getting beaten by some droids, and she puts a stop to it. As more droids come to find them, Echo and the crew save the day and blast the droids until they're all surrounded. We find out that they never were going to kill Gunji, but rather they were going to sell him to their buyer alive. So someone has clearly put a bounty on Gunji, and it may be because he's a Jedi, perhaps a Trandoshan has put a bounty on him, or perhaps the Empire did, or maybe someone we don't know about yet. But I would bet that it's because he is a Jedi, and they want to find all of the surviving Jedi from Order 66. Gunji summons his green lightsaber from the belt of the droid with the Force, and deflects the blasts from the droids. They all get out of there in one piece, and blast off in the ship. They talk to Gunji and decide to take him to his people, the Wookiees from the planet Kashyyyk. The concern is, if the Empire has taken over the planet, they'll have to be very careful when they're there, which of course the Empire has. As they approach the planet, Hunter announces that the planet is releasing a lot of smoke, meaning that the Empire has definitely touched down there and they've blown the place up in different parts. Now, for those who remember, Kashyyyk has a long history. It's a jungle planet, very nature-oriented and natural. Gunji's saber hilt is like a wooden hilt, that's what it looks like. The planet reminds me of what you would think of Jumanji, basically. Crazy alien animals and insects, maybe like a sort of avatar world. Now Gunji has no memory of Kashyyyk as younglings are taken to be Jedi at infantile stages of their life. So he doesn't know what tribe on Kashyyyk he belongs to, but the Bad Batch hope to reunite him with them. Now, we also did get to experience Kashyyyk in Fallen Order. But before that, in the game Force Unleashed, where we start the game off playing as Vader as he fights the Wookiees and then meets baby Galen Merrick. As they walk through the forest, Gunji and the Bad Batch meet some giant spiders which are like the ones that we fight in the old KOTOR game. As Gunji uses either beast control like Anakin did against the Reek in Episode 2 in the Genosian Arena, or just communicated with it by not being violent, causing them to step aside allowing for safe passage. 
They find a Wookiee being held hostage as Trandoshans ride Imperial tanks and put the surrounding trees on fire. So it's evident the Empire wanted Kashyyyk and they decided who better to work with than the Trandoshans who passionately hate the furballs. Now there's a long history between Trandoshans and Wookiees and I've gone into that in many other videos. Gunji saves the day by igniting his lightsaber and it's a fun scene, much like the Clone Wars. There's a lot of destruction that's become of beautiful Kashyyyk, sadly, all at the hands of the Empire and the Trandoshans. Now, what I'm thinking is the Trandoshans have enslaved Wookiees forever, we know this, and the two races absolutely hate each other. Now, Bosk and Black Kersantan have fought each other very close to death many times, and it was something that personally I was really hoping to see in the Book of Boba Fett show, but, you know, maybe one day we'll see it. Now that being said, it makes me wonder if the Empire has hired Trandoshans to help them take over Kashyyyk. More about that later. They are met by some Wookiee tribesmen and taken to the elder of the village, who accommodates them with food and drink. As Trandoshans and clone troopers of the Empire come across the saber slash marks from Gunji's lightsaber, they vow to kill the Jedi who is now on the planet, and are coming for him and the Bad Batch. So now we got... Trandoshans who passionately want to kill Wookiees, and clone troopers who passionately want to kill this Jedi. Tech and the Elder discover that this convoy is headed their way, when the Bad Batch decide to stay and fight instead of leaving the Wookiees to fend for themselves. They say the Wookiees have been a massive ally to them during the Republic and the war, and they helped fight alongside them, so they wouldn't leave them in this time of need. They speak to the trees spiritually and get ready for war. I love how the Wookiees are very spiritual beings. A massive epic battle ensues and Gunji proves his worth as a Jedi as he goes up against the leader Trandoshan who gets picked apart by the spiders, caught in their web and lifted up into the trees to be probably eaten. Now I also like this scene because Gunji just deactivates his saber even when the Trandoshan knows that he's outnumbered by Gunji the Jedi and the spiders instead of just hacking him down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline and ganging up on him. It's a very Jedi thing to do, and I think that's one reason why I like Gunji a lot and a lot of people like him is because he's very peaceful. He's very Qui-Gon Jinn, but he doesn't tolerate bullies, and he does what he can as a Jedi to protect. Now, I will mention that Trandoshans use fire to obviously burn trees in the forest, but this also reminded me of how Boba beat Chewbacca in a fight in the canon comics by putting his fur on fire. Now, Wookiees are notoriously physically powerful creatures, and so are Trandoshans, but, you know, Wookiees have a weakness, and that, of course, is being lit on fire. Much more so than the smooth reptilian skin Trandoshans. On another note, for Wrecker to knock out a Trandoshan earlier in the scene, with one hit really proves his strength. Those guys don't go down easy. Hunter says they're both just kids, but they don't get to be in this galaxy, which is true and sad because neither of them get to enjoy their youth. Omega with being locked up on Kamino as a science experiment, and then with Gunji running for his life from Order 66, the two have had a really hard time growing up, and they need to grow up fast, which will make them both quite formidable characters when they are fully grown. I think the future of Star Wars with these two characters can be interesting just simply by how much character development that they can establish by the time they are fully grown. The Elder speaks the native language of Kashyyyk, which is called Shiri Wook. 
and says when a young one leaves, the trees weep, and when they return, the trees sing. So, if you didn't know, the trees on Kashyyyk have been known to be sentient beings, and they speak to the Wookiees and vice versa. I always loved this nature of the Wookiees. They're very traditional, they're very rooted in their ways, and they're very organic beings. And they have a lot of respect for nature. I think that's something really important. Overall, really enjoyed this episode. It was fun and it gave us some clairvoyance and a little bit of closure on where Gunji is and what he's been up to, or at least that he's survived this long. And now he's back on his home planet and what he's going to be up to during this time. Or is he going to join the Bat Batch? Is he going to go run with them for a bit and join the crew? That could be fun, but it would make them much more heady as they now have a Jedi on their hands. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Gunji moving forwards. And most importantly, who was the one who was trying to buy him? That, to me, is quite important. What if it's Sid? Sid is a Trandoshan, so it could very well be that she was trying to get Gunji. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Hope you enjoyed today's video and breakdown, and I'll see you on the next episode. Until then, remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you.